Hey, this is Eric Stolhansky, probably best known as Rabbit, now Rock Barnes. I'm the next guest at On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. I am back, and so are you, for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 503. I'm your host, Brian Zimrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Eric Stolhansky from Super Troopers, Rabbit, you know him, and he has a new movie coming out called Rock Barnes, The Emperor in You. We're going to talk about that with Eric and a whole lot of other things it's all coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. We've got a lot of remakes, upcoming new movies, sequels, the whole works. Get ready. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, a remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Remember that one? And uh, it's been done a couple of times. But uh, anyways, that story is uh, in the works again for another remake over at Warner Brothers. And the release date yet has not been given, but this version will be a prequel to the original story. And several Disney remakes originally thought to be heading to theaters first will now go directly to their streaming service in 2019. A CGI live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp is in the works, and as well... A live-action Sword in the Stone remake that we've talked about and thought was going to theaters, but it's going to go to their streaming service. So they're kind of putting a lot of things into that, so you'll go get that one, too. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Upcoming new movies, well, we still have some more Disney news coming your way. Grace Vanderwall, who was America's Got Talent winner two years ago, will star in Stargirl on Disney. And this will be one of the first original movies Disney will be making for their streaming service in 2019. And also, another film that was earlier announced is Anna Kendrick's in Noel. And it's also in Disney, of course. And it's a Santa-based movie, but it will be going directly to Disney streaming service. So <laughs> it's just they're just cramming them in. And let's see, here's one that's not that. Uh, Justin Bieber is in development in a movie about Cupid. And he will also star as the voice of Cupid in that one. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. (laughs) 
Sequel City, J.K. Rowling is said to be working on Fantastic Beasts 3, even though 2 is yet to be hitting theaters. Indiana Jones is now on Steven Spielberg's hit list. It's hot list, too. And uh, a new writer is on board. And Indy 5 has a release date of July 10th, 2020. And you can look for Jumanji 3 to hit theaters on December 13th, 2019. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like Arrow Season 6 flies into stores on August 14th. Gotham Season 4 arrives on August 21st. And NCIS Los Angeles, the ninth season, explodes onto DVD on August 28th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen Beyond, let's take a peek at what is coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD July 17th is the release date of Isle of Dogs on Blu-ray and DVD. Early digital release is uh, already gone by. It was out on uh, June 26th. And Super Troopers 2 will land on digital on July 3rd. And you can catch it on Blu-ray and DVD on July 17th. And, of course, Eric's here today. He's going to be talking about uh, his new movie. And uh, we'll keep you informed on that in a few minutes here. But anyways, July 10th, Chappaquiddick will roll into uh, stores on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. 13 Reasons Why has been renewed for a third season on Netflix, and Hulu is working on a show with Seth Green on an adult animated comedy called Crossing Swords. And the death of the swimsuit portion of the Miss America pageant has come. They will no longer have bathing suits in September's competition. And sadly, passing away, uh, Deanna Lund of Land of the Giants, who was a past guest here on On Screen and Beyond, I had the honor of meeting her, has passed away in uh, about a week ago or so. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays on July 1st, Pamela Anderson turns 51. July 2nd, Larry David turns 71. July 3rd, Tom Cruise turns 56. And on July 4th, John Lloyd Young. He was Frankie Valli in Jersey Boys. And, of course, he was a past guest here not too long ago on On Screen and Beyond. He turns 43. And on July 5th, Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News turns 68. On July 6th, Sylvester Stallone turns 72. And on July 7th, Ringo Starr turns 78. And that's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, uh, it looks like we had one come in. John R. of Tulsa, Oklahoma, he turns 39 on July 5th. If you, a friend, or a relative are going to be having a birthday, send me the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will turn around and all wish you a very happy birthday to all the listeners all over the world right here on On Screen and Beyond. 
So happy birthday to you all. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of talking with Eric Stolhansky. And he is, of course, Rabbit from Super Troopers and Super Troopers 2. He's got a new movie out. It's, it's a crazy movie called Rock Barnes, The Emperor in You. You want to check this out on July 3rd? We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Eric Stolhansky is coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor, writer, and producer who has given us many films, including Club Dread and Beer Fest, as well as Super Troopers and Super Troopers 2, in which we know him, of course, as the role of Rabbit. He has been a member of the comedy group Broken Lizard for many years, and his latest film comes our way on July 3rd on demand. It's called Rock Barnes, The Emperor in You. It's Eric Stolhansky. Eric, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Great. Now, Eric, a, a new film. It seems like you're just rolling them out now. And uh, <laughs> give us a little background on Rock Barnes. Yeah, Rock Barnes is a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a movie about a self-help guru who um, is like Tony Robbins on steroids. Uh, he has all these kind of wide-ranging schemes that if you can train a tiger, you can train... If you have a cat and you can train a cat, you can train a tiger. That sort of philosophy, right? Which on paper, like, well, kind of makes sense until, you know, things go ter terribly wrong and then lawsuits start piling in. And this guy's such a narcissist. He, um, he tries to just you know, wrap the narrative all in the positive and uh, everything's going to be okay. It's it's a very funny mockumentary that uh, we made a couple years back in Los Angeles with uh, the writer and director Ben McMillan. And uh, it'll be out on July 3rd, so it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I know a lot of the films that you're, you're, you act in them, you, you write them and you produce them and everything. Uh, did you have any writing in this film or is this something uh, where you're you know taking a break and sitting back? Yeah, it was a different experience for me. I was brought on strictly as just an actor. Wow. Uh, had to audition against other people and got the role and um, just showed up every day as an, as an actor instead of a writer-producer-actor role that was uh, very collaborative with Broken Lizard where we're you know, very involved in the dialogue and the writing and the acting and all the directing mm -hmm. processes. So I just showed up every day as an actor, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Was it... Was it tough for you to you know sitting there thinking to yourself you know we should do this we should do that i mean you know you've been involved in a lot of movies here so and big ones too yeah it's a, it's a different process you know when you uh collaborate with broken lizard you know you're uh involved with the script for a year and then uh you're writing up until the minute the camera rolls and then even when you're rolling you're bouncing ideas off the other guys that you've been working with for the last 20 30 years mm -hmm. um and so this one you know i didn't want to I didn't want to impose too much because it was really Ben McMillan's uh, writing vision and directing vision. So I wanted him to have his, um, you know, let it be his baby. So I just wanted to try to bring the best that I could in terms of a comedic performance mm -hmm. and not try to impose too much sort of on anything that I thought should be written differently or, or such like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just tried to do my homework before I got there and show up on set and have my lines memorized and have created a character that I thought was fun. And uh, let Ben take over from there. Hmm. 
Now, how did you get involved with this? I mean, I know you said you you went to an audition and everything, uh, but was this something that you heard about, or did he know you? Or yeah, I'd, I'd never met them before. I got a, a, a reached a casting director reached out to me that I had known from uh, previous projects, and the casting director said, "Hey, this is an interesting role. I think you'd be." Might be something that might be in your wheelhouse. Would you mention auditioning for it? And I read the script and I said, "Yeah, it sounds like an interesting thing. I'll come in and read." And uh, you know, went to an audition and sat in a room with a bunch of other guys and gave what I thought you know was an interesting take on the role. And uh, and that was the first time I had met Ben when he was in the room when I auditioned for it. Was it different being on the other side? You know, where you're used to looking and, and getting the people into the movie, and all of a sudden you're you're on the other other hand. Yeah, it's funny when we when anytime we make our films, I'm usually oftentimes one of us from Broken Lizard will be in the casting room, and so you're normally on the other side of the camera watching people audition. And so I was, it was sort of surreal being on the other side and thinking what it was, what we would be thinking on the other side of the camera, which hopefully had some advantages and disadvantages to it. I mean, maybe took you out of the, uh, took you out of the moment, but at the same time, I it made me think, well. I know sort of what I'm expecting when I'm behind the camera looking at auditions. So maybe I will try to apply some of that to what I brought that day to the audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anything, you know, different happen during the audition? I know some people sometimes have things happen during the <laughs> during their auditions and everything. Was it a fairly easy audition? You know. You know, I, I certainly brought my take to it, and I think that uh, after that. Uh, ben started throwing out some ideas and saying, "Hey, well, let's uh, how about you know, kind of improvise." And, you know, like I kind of I did what was already memorized and performance, and then we did a little sort of improvisational scenes to see if I could adapt to um, situations. So I believe that we added a couple sort of improvised scenes in the casting uh, audition, uh, which is always fun. Always keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think once you're in character, though, and somebody throws an idea at you, you can improvise pretty easily as long as you know what, what the character's point of view is and how he would react in any situation. Yeah. Do you like being, you know, putting yourself into different characters so you're not, you know, you're not Eric anymore? <laughs> you know, that's when I have the most fun. Um, every Broken Lizard movie that we play has to have a straight guy. Mm-hmm. Every uh, every movie sort of has to have a romantic lead, and we rotate all these. Uh, responsibilities when we make a broken lizard film and i think all of us would agree that we have the most fun when we get to play sort of the far out characters so for kevin when he gets to play farva you know it's a lot of fun because you're just playing a character that's kind of off the wall and you get to say crazy things um i've gotten the opportunity to rotate into playing sort of those off the wall characters and puddle cruiser i played freaky reeky which was my favorite role um in slam and sam and i got to play this guy who came guy meat drapes who's just ridiculous and and those kind of roles are probably the most fun to play. And that's why Rock Barnes was really a great time because it's so far from me. I mean, I dyed my hair platinum blonde and I just got to be a complete narcissist who practically kissed myself in the mirror every time I walked by. Um, it's just an, uh, there's an absurdity to it that makes it a fun thing to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and there are other, you know, like in Super Troopers 2, I play pretty much the straight guy and I have the romantic lead. And, Oftentimes, that kind of requires it in a movie to have a straight guy so everybody else can kind of orbit around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't have five guys that are completely off the wall or you just have no sense right. of reality <laughs> in a scene. So playing those oddball characters is probably the most fun. Yeah. 
You know, it's getting to the point now, uh, the different roles that you've done. You know, I, I'm starting to, to think that you're like Mike Myers, you know. You're, you're, you're transforming <laughs> into different people. And I'm thinking of Broken Lizards as like the, the, the Monty Pythons of this era, you know. <laughs> well, those are two high bars that we would like to say we would aspire to. I don't think we ever reached that sort of height. But, um, yeah, those are obviously comedic influences for sure. I mean, uh, those guys really do such a great job of creating these just fully dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we uh, admire Monty Python, and we like to think of ourselves the same model as like five guys who like to play different roles and different characters, and we write, direct, act, produce, do the whole thing in our film. So Monty Python certainly were our role models. Um, like I said, there's such a high bar that uh, even hate to use their name in the same comparison, but yeah, they are certainly role models. Yeah. So uh, now with um, Rock Barnes, and, and, and I have to say, you know, it's one word, so everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, Rock Barnes, <laughs> one word. But uh, the, the people have to see the movie to, to understand what that is, but uh, or the or the, yeah. the trailers at least. <laughs> but um, uh, how long a shoot was that? Rock Barnes was pretty fast. You know, it was uh, a lower budget independent comedy, so. Um, if I remember, I believe we had about 20 days. Wow. Um, so it was, uh, you know, long days, and we tried to get a lot of pages shot per day. And uh, it was, you know, kind of run and gun, so it was kind of a mockumentary style, which was nice um, in the sense that you could shoot a lot in that style. Mm-hmm. A lot of pages per day because of that style, which is nice. Yeah. So this has been on the, the uh, film circuit, the uh, film festival circuit for a while, right? Yep, kind of ran the film festival circuit, and then it got picked up for uh, digital distribution, which is nice in this modern world. Yeah, yeah. And 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 were you at any of the showings? Did you get a feel what people felt of the movie? Yeah, I went to some of the screenings, which were great. Uh, it seemed to get a really positive response in the in the film festival circuit. Um, my actual dog uh, is in the film. Oh, really? and so I had a lot of fun. I went to a couple of film festivals and I got to bring my dog to walk the red carpet. And then my dog actually sat in the movie theater and watched the whole film <laughs> with me. And then it might, have, it might have even come up for the Q&A afterwards in front of uh, the audience. Huh. Jeez. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Quick shoots like that. Do you like doing that? Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing that some of your early films uh, with Broken Lizards were similar. That that they were quick shoots. Yeah, you know, a lot of our, most of our Broken Lizard films have been pretty low budget comedies. We've had a, a few exceptions. The Beer Fest, we had a little more money. Uh, Club Dread, we had a little more money because they were both studio films. But uh, four of our six films have been independent. And we usually make them in pretty short amount of times. I know most of our shoots out there are 28 days. And Super Troopers 2 may have even been 25. I don't know if you want to quote me on that, but it's somewhere in that range. Wow, that's that's still pretty quick. 
Yeah, yeah, we shoot our movies uh, very quickly. Um, like Super Troopers, people ask if it was improvised. I'm like, no, we, we had that scripted to a T. We wrote about 20, 30 drafts, and we had it very uh, strongly memorized so that when you show up, you only get one or two takes, and you got to move on because you have to choose so many pages. Huh. So when we made Rock Barnes, I was very much used to that style, mm-hmm. and uh, I felt very comfortable in that environment. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the longest shoot that you've ever done uh, in your career? Uh, I believe with Beer Fest, we had 35 days. And that still and, seems and pretty pretty quick. <laughs> it's pretty fast compared to these big tentpole movies. Yeah, yeah, geez. Is someday your goal to do a you know a, a, a two year movie or something like that? <laughs> I can barely even imagine that what that would be like. It would be fantastic. Yeah, you'd be in one location for a long period of time, and um, yeah, I, I, I would be fun. I would enjoy doing that. I would be curious to see what that's like. Hmm. It's got to be very different. Yeah. Now the cast in in Rock Barnes uh, is is pretty good uh, from what I can see. You know, the, the, there were a lot of people that uh, we've seen in other films. Yeah, absolutely. In TV shows. No, it's a great cast in TV shows. That's one thing about Los Angeles is you can really get um, really incredible actors mm-hmm. uh, just by putting out a, a casting director and putting out a net, and a lot of people want to work. And so we have right. some really talented <laughs> actors. In the movie. Yeah. Huh. So uh, so now it's it's like I said, July third correct it's coming out on demand that's correct yes july 3rd and people can can, can uh, catch it on there uh with your your career what made you decide to become you know in in this business <laughs> this crazy business um probably because i'm certifiably insane <laughs> i think would be the psychiatrist diagnosis uh, you know, uh, the reason I got in the business was back when I was in college, I got together and formed a comedy group with four of my closest friends. Uh, back in those days, we were called Chart Goose Beak, and we had such a fun time doing it at Colgate University that we said, well, maybe we'll just postpone life for a little bit and go down to New York and try performing sketch comedy. And we formed Broken Lizard in New York, and uh, here we are 20, 30 years later still making films together. So I guess we just had such a great time working together that we end up sticking together and form, forming a career out of it. Um, there are times when I wonder what in the world is I thinking? <laughs> and I know my parents wish I had a little more stability, but, um, you know, I think if you stick around long enough in it, you can make a career out of it. And fortunately it's been turned out the best. Hmm. And then you get these fun opportunities to try these, uh, side projects like rock barns, which was uh, just a lot of fun to make. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you going to be doing other, films uh coming up as uh, I, I, not just uh, broken lizard but uh, independent you know of the broken lizard films uh we will be making more broken lizard films yes and then um also hopefully we'll just have opportunity to go audition for other comedies or um have other opportunities there's like a little comedic sitcom that i'm trying to shoot in the side with some other comedic actors and then broken lizard we're having some more offers coming in since super troopers 2 did well in the box office and then, you know, hopefully Rock Barnes will come out and other directors will say, well, that was fun. Maybe we could get Eric to act in another comedy. And so, uh, yeah, looking forward to a lot of future opportunities. Hmm. Well, we do a able... lot of live shows as well. I travel the country doing live shows, too, yeah. which is fun. Huh. Now, are we going to be getting a Super Troopers 3? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, we've had talk about it. Fox is very happy with the success of uh, Super Troopers 2. And... Uh, We've thrown ideas around, so we'll cross our fingers, yeah. 
Hmm. We, uh, we have a, an outline already. Oh, really? Wow. So you guys are, yeah. are you're prepared. <laughs> We're cooking. We're cooking a lot. <laughs> so when uh, you mentioned that uh, in college you guys got together, but um, back when you were in, you know, elementary, high school, things like that, were you the class clown or something? No, you know, quite the opposite. I, I don't. I was more of a sort of an athlete, a baseball player. Even through high school, I um, I wasn't necessarily pursuing acting heavily. I sort of dabbled in a play in, in high school because I went to a school to sort of encourage you to try all sorts of different things. And perhaps because of that, it gave me the confidence to think I could go into this crazy business. Um, but no, it was I wasn't necessarily. I, I would imagine like a young Robin Williams just being hysterical and doing all sorts of different impersonations and voices. Uh, I was not necessarily that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just that when I got to college and uh, f- met these guys that I'm currently still working with, Broken Lizard, we just had so much fun together and we had each other's backs and we wrote together well and we were collaborating together well that it formed a, uh, a, a just a, a comfort zone for us to work together and and develop each other's talents together. Which was nice. Yeah. It, it, you know, we did about five years in Greenwich Village before we started making films, and that was what I like to compare, like maybe what the Beatles went through when they went to Germany. You know, right? Yeah. And I had to <laughs> develop together, so we had these five years down in Greenwich Village performing these cabaret bars and uh, allowing ourselves to make mistakes and learn and grow and develop, and uh, they're very they're invaluable years for us. Hmm. Now, of all the films that you've made, is there one that's uh, you know your your special film to you? Hmm. Um, I like Puddle Cruiser. You know, it's sort of an independent small film we made before Super Troopers. Most people probably haven't seen it. And, and unfortunately, when you tell people to go back and look at it, they get a little disappointed because um, it's a very low-budget film. We made it for $100,000. Uh, didn't really know where to put the camera and stuff like that. But I thought it's, it's fun to go back and look at it because it's where we learned about dialogue and pace. Uh, our pacing is much slower in that film, but that's how we learned to make better films after that. Mm-hmm. But I still like the character I got to play in that called Freaky Ricky, and uh, I, I enjoy going back and seeing it uh, where, where we all started. Yeah. Huh. Now you wear all kinds of hats, uh, of course, producing and the writing, acting in it. Uh, but uh, now I see things on the internet, and you kind of wonder is this true or not. But uh, I saw <laughs> that you were the electrician on the set of Super Troopers. Is that true? That is true, yes. Uh, I, like I said, when you make an independent film, you kind of have to have a lot of hats. So we certainly wear a lot of hats in that we write, direct, act, produce, edit, all of that. But uh, we also, you know, we, we're a little ambitious in making Super Troopers for our budget. And you could see that people in certain departments were just getting overworked. So I would finish shooting and acting, and I would jump over to the electrical department and start wrapping cables. And I found it interesting, and so I kind of helped with that department a lot whenever I wasn't shooting. Hmm. And I, I got a, a credit as an electrician on Super Troopers. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> those guys did way, way more work than I did. I mean, I well, maybe <laughs> put in five full days, where these guys put in the full twenty-eight days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, us looking at you on the screen, we're thinking, ah, he gets done on his his part, and then he goes sits in his trailer and has his caviar. <laughs> It's not quite that, is it? <laughs> no, when you're making independent film, it's guerrilla filmmaking. you you got to jump in and chip in when you can. I mean, I started out as a driver in New York City. Jay and I both uh, were PAs in New York. And, uh, you know, you really just got to chip in and try to help out in every department, try to get a, a movie made. Getting any film made is a miracle. It's just 
so much work. Oh, yeah. That, uh, you know, you sort of have to have an attitude of, uh, I'll do whatever it takes to get anything, just to help any department and get it get it made. Yeah. So, uh, now, is it also true that you were in the original PX, uh, uh, P90X workout series? <laughs> it's true. It's, it is true. Really? So, so uh, yeah, the story behind that is uh, I was at the gym one day trying to get in shape, I believe, for Club Dread or one of the films, and... We're going to be down in Mexico, and you know, I figured probably you know you're not going to have a lot of clothes down in Mexico, clothes on down in Mexico when you're shooting. So I thought I better hit the gym. And I got there, and there's a sign on the wall that said, "Come try the hardest thing, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically." And it was a program, new program that they were developing. Uh, this company called Beachbody.com. And up in that till that time, really the only home videos that existed were sort of Richard Simmons and Jane Fonda, and the idea of like extreme home fitness didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. But this company was trying this test program, and I thought, wow, okay, well, if I commit to it, I'll get in shape for the movie, but also uh, it'll force me to go have accountability to have to show up every day to work out. And I do the test program, and it turned out to be this thing called P90X, which ended up blowing up by the time it was just this test program. And halfway through it, I decided to show up one day wearing shorts, and Tony Horton, who was the fitness instructor, said, what's that? I was like, well, I I was born without a fibula. I have a prosthetic leg. And he's like, are you kidding me? You've been doing this for 60 days uh, with a prosthetic? And I didn't even know it. I'm like, yeah. And so he finished shooting, and he said, well, that was really cool. It was inspirational to me. Would you ever be interested in being in the video? And at first I said no because I didn't want to be typecast necessarily in roles as an actor, mm-hmm. as being a guy with prosthetics. So I always kind of tried to hide it so people would just think I was an able-bodied guy uh, just because I never really wanted to get pigeonholed in only one type of role. Mm-hmm. And, um, but Tony's like, well, you know, it's really cool that you have this and, you know, you really could help people who have diabetes or other health issues, maybe, you know, get off the couch, motivate them, help them work out, get better shape. And, and, uh, you know, I started thinking, well, maybe something I was embarrassed with growing up being born without a fibula and raised on a prosthetic might actually be a blessing that a way I could help people in life to help motivate them if I did this exercise video. So I, I acted, I didn't act, it's not acting. I was just, I was in the uh, plyometric discipline of P90X. You were sweating, is, right? <laughs> uh, a lot of jumping, turning, uh, leg exercises, and um, hoping if people saw that somebody could do it with one leg, that it might inspire them to do it with two legs as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, are there any behind the scene things that you could share with us? You know, funny things that might have happened on, on any of the films, the Super Troopers or anything? Well, there was a funny incident that happened on Puddle Cruiser. As we were shooting uh, at our old college where we, we, we graduated from, but we went back there several years later in the summertime to shoot Puddle Cruiser, and there was an ice cream truck that would cruise around. We were shooting in a small town of Hamilton, New York, upstate New York, very small town with one stoplight, and there was an ice cream guy that would cruise around town, and it always drove, drove the sound guy crazy, right? <laughs> I don't, even, don't know if any of us could even hear it when we were shooting, but if we are shooting exterior, he'd be like, there's a, I can hear the ice cream truck. And it'd be like a mile away, but through his uh, supersonic hearing, he could hear it, and he'd always make us wait. <laughs> and sometimes the PA would have to go ask the ice cream guy to turn off his bell. And mm-hmm. he wasn't very happy about it because he's losing money. So one day we're shooting an interior, and it's raining outside, and uh, we're shooting underway. Everything's going great. And all of a sudden, oh, hold on. What is that sound? What's that sound? And it's pouring rain outside, and the ice cream guy apparently wasn't making any money from selling his ice cream, so he pulled up in front of the house where we were shooting, and he started ringing his ice cream bell. (laughs) 
and he he someone ran the met PA again ran outside to ask him to stop and he's like you know the drill and he wanted us to pay him off <laughs> to turn his bell off so he was extorting us <laughs> trying to extort us and the sound guy uh, hmm. out of an ice cream truck wow <laughs> Gee. well eric Everybody should be going out on July 3rd, so just before the holidays, and turn around and get Rock Barnes, The Emperor in You, on demand, and uh, get a good laugh before the, the 4th of July, and uh, thereafter, of course. Uh, and um, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, quick questions, if you have sure, a chance. Sure. All right. You write, you act, you produce. When you sit back, and I know you don't have much time because you're so busy, but when you sit back and relax... What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Sure. Uh, growing up, I was very heavily influenced by Monty Python, uh, Fletch, Animal House, Caddyshack, Stripes, big Bill Murray fan. Anything Bill Murray or Paul Newman were sort of uh, influenced growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, current films, uh, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Deadpool, uh, sort of those uh, comedic versions of the superhero movies I think mm -hmm. are very funny yeah and um and television I guess currently I'm, I'm into the Game of Thrones series read all the books and then watched the series and recently just finished Homeland the last series uh-huh that yeah. was probably the most uh, current television hmm. well Eric thank you so much for sharing with us and like I said Rock Barnes the Emperor and you good luck with that and everybody should go out and watch it on July 3rd Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to have a, a conversation with me today. What a great guy, Eric Stolhansky, joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Hope you enjoyed that. And, of course, uh, Rabbit uh, from Super Troopers and Super Troopers 2 and his new movie, Rock Barnes, The Emperor and You, coming out July 3rd. You want to check that out. It's a crazy film. And uh, you can also check out uh, all his other movies that he's had out uh, with his bunch of crazy guys there at uh, Broken Lizard and, and see him in all those films. And uh, check him out because uh, they're, they're out there. And uh, want to thank him so much for sharing all that information with us here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, what do you say? We're going to try to get another episode coming out at you here on On Screen and Beyond. But uh, if you have some uh, suggestions for me, send them to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. Uh, if you just want to chat, you can do that too. And uh, I check every single email that comes here at On Screen and Beyond at feedback at On Screen and Beyond. So be sure to check us out. Also, uh, you know, go to Facebook. Um, I haven't been keeping up the, that much, uh, the, uh, the regular On Screen and Beyond segment there. But I will. I will get that back up there. But uh, be sure to like us on there. And uh, tell a friend. That's the biggest thing because uh, we get more and more listeners from that. And, of course, if you are on uh, iTunes picking this up, be sure to leave a review, and it doesn't have to be a long review. It doesn't even have to be a review. Just you can just rate us, and that's you know that'll that'll help too. Uh, just get more ratings up there, and we appreciate it so much when you do that. And I want to thank you. So, well, what do you say? That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>